Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Basketball Across the Bluegrass with Benny and Lee. I'm Benny. He's Lee. You can follow me at KYBBallKing on Twitter. You can follow Lee at Lee Weglar. So you can follow the show at Benny and Lee One. Well, it was not exactly the best trip we had hoped for, but we got some things to talk about tonight. You know, maybe maybe some of us freaked out a little bit on that on Twitter after the game. Maybe I don't know, but uh, what did you think, Lee? Well, first of all, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Big Blue Nation. And, you know, it wasn't the uh, Christmas present I wanted for this year, but, you know, Kentucky went out there, and I will say this, they they did make some improvements. For me, personally, I, I like the, some of the effort against Ohio State versus uh, what they did against Utah. So I saw that Kentucky can't play with these teams. But they've got to show up every night. They can't take a day off. It doesn't matter who you're playing, even if it's ten buck to university. Kentucky has to come out and, and be ready to play anybody that steps on the floor with them. Yeah, I agree. I think Kentucky has a maybe a I don't know if it's a fatal flaw. I don't know if I'm ready to call it that yet. But they they really struggle scoring the basketball against athletic teams and it's a little bit of a concern right now to me, but I don't. I'm not sure because you know how this goes every year. They they'll struggle here, they'll struggle there, they'll get beat by somebody where you're just shaking your head. And the next thing you know, they hit that spot, that magic spot, and Cal makes that little tweak, and and they look like a totally different team. And I was kind of hoping this would be the game that that happened. And and actually, they really didn't look too bad, but at the same time, I'm not sure coded any. They lost. Utah, who turned around and got beat by 30 last night. And it's just, it just makes you wonder what, it's hard to gauge just how good this team is. I know Aston's one of the best point guards in the country. I know Tyrese actually got the potential to be a great scorer, but I haven't seen it yet. One game, the, the first game of the year, he, he did, he played really well as far as scoring a basketball. And that's what you need is someone to score a basketball. It was nice to see uh, Nate make some threes. But, you know, there's some things that are concerning. It seems like it's going back to the same old, same old. I can't believe Nick Richards had zero rebounds. Just, just not possible. <laughs> no, and, and, and Higgins can't do it by himself. And he, right now, is the most consistent player on the court for Kentucky. And, you know, I'm seeing some glimpses of, of you know, possibility out of some of the other players. And, you know, we know what Maxie can do, but he's even fallen off lately. And, you know, quickly, you know, he he's still kind of trying to find his groove a little bit. And, you know, he can't count on the upperclassmen. That they're not getting a lot of contributions from the underclassmen. And inside, I think we're just, we're just, we're not a superior team inside right now. We've got a long ways to go there, and, you know, we can't have, you know, games where the guys don't show up. And, you know, and I'm going to tell you, you know, I, I went went way above beyond it and, and hyping Nick up. And I tell you what, I still think the kids have got some game, but rebounding was terrible yesterday. Even though we actually out-rebounded uh, Ohio State on the offensive boards, we had more than they did, and that was a pretty good effort, but, but Nick's got to be there day in and day out. And one thing that I, I did see is that 
the guards weren't getting the ball inside to the guys, and they've got to have the ball in their hands to score. So that that's a problem that, you know, Cal's got to address this. I don't know how you – I don't know how you fix it because at the very least, you think the guys would be engaged against Ohio State. I mean, Nick and EJ both. I mean, it's it's kind of a disappointment, and I – and I love both of the kids, and I don't want to anyone to think that I'm down on them. But sometimes kids just don't pan out for what they should be or what they could be. And sometimes teams don't pan out for what they should be or could be, you know. And right now, we're struggling inside, and we're struggling shooting the ball. And that's too uh, – I mean, you think about it. Any team that Cal's ever had that was really great, they had a guy you could throw the ball to on the block, and he's going to get a bucket. And we need that from someone, but I don't know who it's going to be right now because I don't see that guy. I don't either. And you got to have that alpha dog in it, or at least that mentality inside. And, you know, I'd like to know what people listening out there think about the officiating, especially in the Ohio State game. And, you know, I just – I thought it was a little one-sided. And I'm not trying to blame that on the loss, but – you know, it didn't help anything either. And we had one of our worst free throw shooting efforts as a team yesterday as well. So yeah, there were there were a lot of things we did I thought pretty good, and then there were some things we were just flat out terrible. I, I don't think it's Calipari. I, I don't think Calipari needs to change anything. I think he's learning his team just like we are, and he's trying to sort it out. And you know, once once he has Camp Cal, and he does his tweet. I think this team's going to be a legitimate contender for the NCAA tournament and to cut down the nets in March. I hope you're right. I don't know if I still believe that, but I'm trying because, you know, I've, I'm usually the most positive. I've even been accused of being a sunshine pumper <laughs> sometimes, and that's not what I try to be. I try to be as honest as I can be with what I think of the team, and sometimes maybe I'm a little biased, but I'm really worried about this team and not, I'm not worried about the program as a whole or anything like that, but I'm worried about this team being able to make that run that we want to see. And it's mostly yeah. because we don't have that go-to guy, and that go-to guy could develop, don't get me wrong. But I've seen a couple games, and this is this is where Cal, you know, he thinks outside the box, and, and he thinks things that I'm not thinking, I'm sure. And I, there's a couple games. He's put some guys in. We have a lead, and the next thing you know, it's tied or we're behind. And I'm wondering why he's playing this kid at this time. I don't want to call anyone anyone player out or anything like that, but I was I liked it better when he was starting quickly. I mean, I don't know why he didn't. I guess because quickly had a bad shooting game the the game before. But you would think that someone would have to do something to earn that spot. Right. I don't see anybody taking that spot. I mean, if somebody was outperforming quickly, I mean, let's face it, no one really played any worse than he did, and they didn't play any better either. So, I mean, how do you lose your spot there? And it may, I don't know if it's a hunch that Cal Perry's going with, if he's looking at individual matchups. But I think quickly needs to be a starter also. And, you know, you bring these other kids in as role players or you just shorten your bench. And really, I don't know that that's not what's going to end up happening. I know Sustina's back now. 
And, you know, he made a great con- contribution yesterday in the game. And, but does that – and I know it's next – you know, minutes were down to 12, but a lot of that was due to foul trouble. And, but does it start limiting some of that time and they would start regressing and – does Nick start regressing? Does EJ regress? Or are these guys going to take it on the chin and, and come out and, and, and show some fight? And i tell you, there's not a, a better game that's going to show that than in a 53rd all-time meeting between Louisville and Kentucky. We're going to see, <laughs> we're going to see what this team's really made of in that game. I like our chances against Louisville. I think Louisville's a decent squad, but I think, you know, they, they never were one team. That's my opinion. But I don't know that anybody has been a number one team just yet. Honestly, I think Kansas might still be the best team in the country, even though they lost. But, uh, yeah. but, but you know. Well, and you've got, I just yeah, I mean, they've got a that, legitimate big man in Ozabuki, you know, and that's one thing I just don't think Kentucky has right now is that legitimate big man. You know, last year we had P.J. Washington. I mean, he was a horse. And this year we just didn't yeah. have that. Well, we don't have that throw it on the block guy to get the bucket, and it should be Nick. I'm just going to tell you, it should be Nick. I don't know what the problem is inside him because, you know, he does it against the lesser competition, and and he's kind of dominant. You would think that he could just – if he could just be okay, but zero rebounds ain't going to fly. And – He's oh, back yeah. to getting foul trouble. Like he, but I will say that the screen foul they called on him was absolute BS, and a lot of that, a lot of that was dictated by the officials yesterday. But he can come back against Enoch, and he can change my mind. That's what he's going to have to do because right now yep. I'm just, I'm looking somewhere else. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe we should uh, play Keon more. Maybe, maybe put Nate at the five and play Keon. Maybe go small. Something's got to change because somebody's got to be the go-to dude and. Right now, it just seems like EJ and Nick both are just kind of, you can, well, it just seems like you can see why he kept talking about toughness early in the year now, because he's seeing this in practice, and and we're starting to see it now that they're playing this better competition that maybe they do need to get a little tougher. Yeah, I mean, in, in in my opinion, I mean, I think, what it looked like to me, I, I would have never guessed Kentucky would be 0-2 on, on the trip out there, and, and as I'm calling it the Vegas vacation because that's what it kind of looked like. But uh, they uh, they definitely were on vacation for most of the trip and played like it anyway. But I, I was a little bit impressed with the Ohio State game, and and I, and I did see some effort and I did see some fights, but we've got to have more, more from everybody on that team and – you know, it, you can't put it all on Hagens and, and Maxie. They, they're not going to be able to get it done just by themselves. No. And, and like I said, this, this is kind of our therapy session here. If you guys want to give us a call, let us know what you think. It's 516-531-9474. We'd be glad to take your calls. You're listening to Kentucky Basketball Across the Bluegrass with Benny and Lee. And we're talking about the uh, – the trip to Vegas or the vacation, as Lee calls it, seems like maybe they didn't even make the trip. They stayed in Lexington. I don't know, but it was yeah. to me. I just, yeah. The Utah game was unexcusable. The Ohio State game was. I, I mean, I could see them losing that game, and even if they were playing well, and I thought they played pretty well in the Ohio State game, honestly. But 
the Utah game was unacceptable and called for. They're down 17 in the first half. There's no reason for that at all other than focus. Yeah, and yeah, maybe it was a Christmas vacation. I'm not sure, but it, it definitely looked like they were on some type of vacation. Uh, but uh, <laughs> earlier this week, I had the uh, privilege of sitting down and, and speaking with Kentucky head baseball coach Nick Min Jones, and uh, we'll be we'll be hearing that here in just a little bit on the show, a little bit later on in the show. And uh, like Benny said, we appreciate your calls and, and like to hear from you. And uh, guys, give us a call if you have any questions or concerns about Kentucky. Tell us what you think. And uh, right now, what you think going forward that we can expect, we'd like to hear from you. And I put this question out on Twitter, and I'll put it out to you guys as well. Uh, do you think Coach Cal gets this team there? That's that's the question I put out. And some 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 ask, "What do you mean?" And I mean, a legit title contender is what I'm saying. Will this will he get this team to where it needs to be? That was my question. And Lee, I'll ask you that same question. What do you think? Well, that's a good question, Benny. I tell you, you know, it's it. You know, Cal can only do so much with a player. And, you know, you alluded to earlier that, you know, maybe these kids aren't aren't the, at the level that we're led to believe they are, you know, during the recruiting process. You know, and there's a lot of times these guys don't pan out or work out exactly like we expect and, or is expected of them. Most of the time they do, you know, but, you know, they don't always, they don't always hit it. And, you know, that could be part of it. But, you know, Cal can only coach and, and teach these guys. And what they do with what he teaches them is solely based on that player. And the only way Cal can try to get that kid to play or, or give that effort is he's going to have to use the bench. And uh, that that's the only motivational tool he, he has. And, you know, it's up to that player to go out there and play by play a ball game and, and give effort and show some fight. And, you know, Cal can only do what he can do. And I don't know if it's a talent drop off or what it is this year. I, I think that's some of it. I just think some of these kids haven't lived up to their potential. Uh, some are in their second and third years. And, you know, they're, you know, we got some that are, but, you know, still when they came in, you know, five-star recruits and, and look where they're at now and, especially going back to Nick Richards. He's in his junior year and still showing signs of the same same old Nick from his freshman year. So, you know, that's a lot of it. Uh, Nick Sustina, uh, same thing there. I mean, you know, what, what's his kid? I mean, he played in the Ivy League, and, you know, here he is in, in the SEC and playing on a big-time stage. And I think he's done pretty well. But once again, he can't do it by himself either. They've got to have somebody on the inside that's drawing him, drawing the defense away from him on the pick and pop. And, you know, I think our guard play is excellent, but I just don't think we can win it with guard play. But we've got to have inside presence. I mean, it's just it's just not going to happen. What's your opinion on this? Excuse me, the shooting. I know uh, Calipari said he still thought this was a great shooting team and I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, you, you think by now we would have seen some signs of it. it this is not a good shooting team. I, and I don't know we're going to see a good shooting team this year. I, I'm starting to feel like we're going to have games where we get 
you know, certain players are going to get hot. But I know there was one time in the game that we were 0 for 7. The rest the, the team was 0 for 7 except for Nate. I think we were 4 for 14, and Nate Sestina was 4 for 7. And the rest of the team was 0 for 7 from three-point range. So that doesn't tell me it's a good shooting team. Um, I think, to me, Ashton Hagen's shot has improved. And, you know, I, I was really disappointed in the free throws yesterday, and they could have made a difference in the game. And, uh, you know, we've been a pretty good free throw shooting team, but when you start seeing that go the other way, that either tells you your legs are tired or there's just not a focus there. I mean, for it to drop off like it did. And But, uh, no, I don't see this team other than, you know, quickly and – Quickly to me is our only legitimate outside shot besides Dante Allen and, and, and Nick Sestina. And Sestina's probably going to have limited shots from outside. And, you know, we don't know if Dante's going to play or not this year. He, you know, he may still redshirt, but, you know, time will tell and, and we'll just see. But I, I don't think this is, I think by far this is one of the worst shooting teams that Calipari's had since he's been at Kentucky. It's definitely one of the worst three points teams, and I'd say it probably is by the numbers. I don't know the numbers, so I'm just guessing. But I can't remember a team that shot a three this bad. And and a part of it, I think, is the line got moved back, and they, a lot of guys said they didn't think that was going to hurt anything. But I think it's hurt college basketball. If you look at the scores, they're way down, and they're trying to. They've been trying to raise the scoring for years, and I don't know why they would lengthen the three point shot. I, I think it was a dumb move, but that's just my opinion on that. I think they should put it back where it was, leave it alone, leave well enough alone. Yeah, and I'm I'm not big on the FIBA and, and their rules, and yeah, it's you know I don't know what benefit it's going to have, and you know if anything, put it NBA and uh, go from there. But but still, I, I, it definitely has hurt the game. But you know what it. The crazy thing about it is it seems like it's hurt Kentucky more than the teams they've played this year. And, I mean, you can look at Evansville or Utah or anybody, and, uh, man, they're they're hitting threes against us. So, I don't think it's lack of defense either. These kids are just making shots. And I don't know if that just goes back to these kids when they come in and they play Kentucky. Man, you're just – you're getting the best they've got. You're getting it all. And – if Kentucky could ever channel that and when they played an opponent and gave it everything they had for the whole entire ball game, we'd be undefeated right now this year. Well, you know, the three point shot I think it's I think it's in their head for one. There's no way they sh- they're really that bad a shooting team, but at the same time, I don't know why they're concerned about shooting them because I see these guys like Maxie and and Hagens just drive the thing and get to the line. I mean, yeah, we missed free throws the other night, but normally we're not missing those. Get out and get to the line. I mean, let let the guys that can shoot the three. I'm not saying never shoot one, but you don't need to be oh for fifteen. I mean, oh for three, give it a rest. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well, and, and and you know now I would I would actually say. I agree with you there, and, and but to me that falls on John Calipari because if you know if I'm the coach and we're we're struggling that bad, I'm going to force the ball inside. I'm going to go to our strengths because obviously outside shooting is not our strength, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna force it inside, and I'm gonna make these guys play. And I mean, you know, a two foot shot, a lot better uh, odds of making that shot than a than a three point shot. So, you know, I haven't seen that either. You know, in the past, but and again, it may go back to who he has on the team. It maybe he just can't count on Nick. Maybe he can't count on EJ. Because if you think about it, last year, he, he was purposeful about getting that ball down to P.J. on the block. And by golly, P.J. made it. I mean, he wheeled that ball down in there. And But I'm not seeing that this year. You know, and I've, and there's in the past, Cal Perry has taken the ball inside to his big men. But I don't know if it's just he doesn't have the confidence in them or, or what. But I'm not seeing that this year. And, I mean, you know, what else? If you can't make them from outside, what are you going to lose? You, you don't have anything to lose. Pound it inside and see what happens. It's going to open up the outside if you're successful. I mean, it's just it's a win-win for Kentucky if they can get the inside game going. Exactly. And, like I say, let the guys that can shoot them, shoot them. Let Nate pick and pop. I mean, you know, Nate played well, and he made shots. And he's probably going to make shots from here on out. But he's probably not going to get very many shots now because I noticed that Ohio State changed up how they guarded that pick and pop, and that's when Ashton started going to the rim, and that's what they need to do. That's what Tyrese needs to do. Tyrese needs to head to the rim a lot more. I mean, sometimes he kills me in there with his underhand shot. I think he would probably score a lot more points if he would shoot that thing up on the glass, but it is what it is, and I'm surprised Cal hasn't really – gotten into him over that because I remember Briscoe used to do that a lot and Cal changed that to where he got that thing high up on the glass and he started doing a lot a lot more scoring after that right and and you're right Benny I mean I you're dead on right when you said you know I agree with you on it and uh as I I bet go the same same thoughts and and that is attack the basket and Good things happen when you attack the basket, especially if you're under control. And Kentucky being a good free throw shooting team, and, I mean, get the other team in foul trouble, draw some fouls, and even our big guys. I mean, that, they're shooting good. They're good uh, free throw shooters. And you know, I just I, I don't understand that really. It's you, you're right too, and, and just you know, we've only got a couple guys that are really trying to attack the basket, and uh, but you know, you can attack and. And work off of that too, but I think that Cal's still trying to figure it out. I, I really want to see him use Hagen's a little bit more and Maxie, or even quickly, and take them off the nail and and you know basically go into that dribble drive again because I think that that would be the best way to get Nick and AJ involved in the offense more. And it's going to be a little bit easier scoring too. But I love to see him go that and. and I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting and see what he's going to do and what, what comes out of Camp Cal this year. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but but I'm trying to think back to the early days when when he had the bigs, like even when he was at Memphis, when he had the bigs that weren't so much uh, back to the basket, get you a bucket big. Yeah. What they yep. did is they, they did the dribble drive and they attacked the glass on the offensive rebounds, and that's how those bigs yeah become more effective and they could do the same thing with this team because Nick and EJ both are long and 90% of the time they're they're longer than who they're playing against yeah exactly and I I just don't know if if Cal feels like it's you know that he they're subject to foul trouble and then then they're really in a mess or what but 
I, I would love to see them try it. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. And, you know, it's kind of like, you, you know, you try so many things, you know, when all else fails, go back to your bread and butter. And, you know, Cal's an innovator of that, dribble drive. And I'd kind of like to see it come back a little more. It seemed like doing a little bit of it against Ohio State. But I say, I think he's experimenting right now, and that's part of the problem with the flow of the offense. He, I don't think he really knows what he wants to do. And, and I'm, I'm right there with him because one day I'm thinking, let's try this, let's try because nothing's really working. That's the problem. <laughs> no, and it's, it's, it, it is it's confusing. And, you know, and we just have to sit back and laugh sometimes. And and I know Cal takes it serious, and he, he tries hard to win for Big Blue Nation in, in Kentucky and the kids. And, you know, he's doing everything he can. And, and, and folks, you know, you've heard Cal Perry say many times it's a process, and it is, and and that's part of the process we have now. And, you know, but as Benny and I have said many times, many times before, is that, you know, Cal brings in the best talent in the country, and he, he brings in some talented kids that just doesn't always work. And But he's going to figure it out. And, you know, I still think, you know, Cutting nets down or not, this team by March will be fun to watch, and I think they'll figure it out. I hope they figure it out because, you know, I just can't imagine that, you know, they're going to get worse. Uh, it could happen, but generally not. I mean, Cal always does a good job with these guys and every year, and I don't think this team's any exception to that. I think they're going to be good, and, and I think they're going to find a chemistry, but I tell you what, Kent Cow's going to sort out some, and and, and we'll see. I, I can't really wait to see. And of course, this Louisville game coming up, I'm pretty excited about that too. So, surely, the goodness sakes, uh, you know, I ran that poll, I, and some people thought they'd go over three. I never dreamed it. I'm telling you, I feared Utah and Louisville we'd had, and Ohio State I was a little iffy on, but you know, hey, they played Ohio State good, and and I, I can hang my hat on that. At least knowing that the kids did show some fight and. You know, and that is, and back to what you said, Benny, Nick had no rebounds. I mean, just think if they had a little more input from him and a little more output on the offensive end, what they could have done. So, basically, you got you didn't get much from EJ. You didn't get much from Nick. But if you get something out of those two, you know, that's a W for, for Kentucky. So, that's one thing I'm, I'm going to hang a positive on there is that you know, I know those guys are better than that. It's just whether they can do it, and they're going to be able to do it day in and day out, game after game. And if they can figure that out, Kentucky's going to be dangerous by March. I hope so. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm ready to. <laughs> I, uh, I wish we had a crystal ball. <laughs> I'm ready to try something different. <laughs> I'll just tell you, I'm yeah, ready to see a small ball lineup. That's just me. I'm, I'm up for anything. I tell you, I mean, you know, that's, that's the fun of the game. We can sit here and second guess and everything. We're not with those kids day in, day out. But, you know, Cal's got to do something. And, you know, but I'll tell you what, if anybody's going to figure it out, I believe it'll be him. I have the most confidence in Cal Perry. Don't get me wrong. I love Coach Cal. I don't want him to go anywhere. I hope he coaches here until he retires. And I hope it's a while before he retires. But I'm just saying – Sometimes, you know, as a fan, I'm ready to see something different. I mean, I don't know what. That's what we pay him for. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking small ball, anything to speed it. I thought, oh, 
here that maybe the answer for this team was to get out and pressure 94 feet and create some turnovers and get some easy buckets because they struggle so much scoring. And I think that that would help with scoring. And I think with Ashton leading the point of the attack, I think it would, I think they could create a lot of turnovers, but that's also going to in turn lead to easy baskets the other way sometimes as well. Yeah. But the, the the key there is to create more havoc than, than you give up easy, you know. Yeah, and, and that's another thing that kind of stands out to me in the last few games is, you know, Kentucky's turnovers have been excessive, and I think they've got to get a better handle on that. And that that's definitely not helping the team and, and helping the, the situation in, in these games. And But, uh, you know, there's a lot of things they've got to work on, and, and there's still a lot of work ahead and we still haven't seen what this team's capable of by no means and there are there are several players on this team that have a ways to go you know and only Cal knows and, and only he can get these guys to play at that level and if not you know I tell you I, it'd be real easy for me those guys wouldn't be playing and uh but you know it, it's his team and, and Cal I trust and and that's just you know, that's about the only way I put it. And I feel frustration too, guys. I, to think we've got three losses and, and two of those losses are ugly. I mean, absolutely ugly. It should have never happened. But, you know, I, I'm going to hang on this Ohio State game because it was a, it was close. Kentucky stayed with them. And they should, honestly, by all honesty, they should have won the game. But, uh, you know, that's just my opinion. But, uh I did get a little bit of a positive from that, even though it was a loss. And uh, but hopefully they learn from it and move on, and and hopefully go and beat Louisville. I agree, hundred percent. I think the, the officiating did benefit Ohio State somewhat, and I thought we played pretty well in that game. I was totally disgusted with the Utah game, but that's another game, another day. But the Ohio State game, I thought went about as well as it could go. You know, and they had their chance to win. Honestly, they did. I mean, oh, yeah. they don't they don't call that charge on Maxie and that they shouldn't have. And they're up with five minutes to go, and it's a different ball game. Yeah, and Kentucky seems to draw the ire from the referees too, and I don't know why. If it's something still from that Higgins deal or what, but I tell you what, it's just uh, Kentucky just always seems to have a target on their back. It doesn't matter who they play. It just seems like they're playing. Ben, you said it seemed like we were playing eight people the, the other day. So, you know, and or yesterday. And and I also want to bring up too. I loved your comment about the Ohio State Buckeyes football fans are all Kentucky basketball fans. I thought that was pretty neat. And uh, but I think there's a lot of truth to that. There definitely is. That's what somebody was saying. There's no Ohio State fans there in Vegas. And I said, oh yeah, there is too. They're just trying to. They're Kentucky basketball fans and Ohio State football fans, and and people that live yeah. in this area know I'm telling the truth. It's the absolute truth. It drives yeah. me bonkers. Yeah. Well, and I tell you, in, in watching the TV, it, it it was a nice turnout by Big Blue Nation out there. Kentucky definitely had more followers than anybody any other team out there, and I thought that was impressive. And it always is. Big Blue Nation travels well, and and always has, and 
But, uh, yeah, it, it was an enjoyable game. I mean, it was a little sloppy at times, but, you know, it, it was entertaining. It, it was, you know, Kentucky was in it, and they had their chance. And uh, But, you know, it, that's the way it ended up. And it could have gone a different way. And if we'd had a couple more players step up. But, uh, you know, anybody blaming Cal for this loss? And I saw some negative comments on Twitter about that. But I don't think Cal lost this game. I, I think it was it was players. And, you know, Cal's trying to win the game. And he's trying to put the best players in there to get the job done. And, they're just not getting it done, folks. Yeah. I kind of had a few arguments over the last couple of weeks. So, he's come on and chat with us next week, I do believe. I'm trying to set up. I think it's going to happen. We'll talk about the anything he needs to change. I don't necessarily believe he needs to change. You're breaking up on me a little bit, Danny. You're breaking up a little bit there, but that's all right. But I'm, you were I'm saying serious. Justin Rowland, Justin Rowland, Justin Rowland's going to come on, right? Yes, uh, he's that's the plan for next week. We've uh, talked a little bit about it on Twitter. Is, is everything coming through good now? Yeah, it's better now. Uh, you know, and I invited him on, and he accepted. So hopefully next week, if nothing goes wrong, we'll have Justin Rowland. We can actually argue on the air here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Well, this past week, I had the opportunity to talk to Kentucky head baseball coach Nick Minjone, and we picked his brain a little bit about, you know, one certain player that is playing for the Wildcats now and uh, was a uh, was a, is a standout baseball player as well. And uh, if you are ready, we'll, we're going to play that clip now. one, I'd like a very special guest to Kentucky basketball across the bluegrass with Benny and Lee. My guest won the 2017 SEC Coach of the Year Award and addition was named the Rawlings Perfect Game National Coach of the Year. He is known for his recruiting and for de- developing players into excellent students and leaders. Please welcome the head baseball coach of the Kentucky Wildcats, Nick Minjong. Good morning, Coach. How are we doing? Thank you for having me on. It a lot. Well, welcome to the show. We're, we're so glad to have you today, and uh, and there, I know there are a lot of questions people have for you, and I'm going to try to channel a few of those at you, and and, and we'll hopefully we'll give them what they want. And uh, but you're entering your fourth year at Kentucky this year. What do you see as your biggest challenges for the upcoming season? Well, I think any time you're you're leading 18 to 23 year olds, you know, I think anybody that knows me, it's it's about a lot of things. You know, we talk about the student, the person, and the player. And when you're leading 18 to 23-year-olds, just making sure that we're equipping them. And when they leave us, we can launch them, hopefully, into professional baseball. And if not into professional baseball, then, you know, just the professional workforce. So, um, you know, biggest challenges, obviously, we didn't have the greatest year on the field. So we obviously want to fix that and do better there. But, um just trying to get them all connected, as you know. You know, anytime each team has its own identity, each team has its own course and leaves its own legacy. And, you know, the biggest challenge right now would be, you know, just trying to figure that out. And, unfortunately, that takes time. Right. And uh, we've had a great fall so far. But uh, trying to connect them and, and making sure that we equip them and launch them and, you know, figure out this team's identity. 
Yeah, and what a job you've done too, Coach, with 24 players selected in the past two Major League Baseball drafts. And, that, you know, that's even a school record 13 in 2018. So you're doing some great things there. And what do you see as your biggest challenge recruiting in the SEC? What is our biggest what? Challenge in, as far as recruiting goes in the SEC. Our league is just so good. And, you know, it's the greatest league in America, and our sport especially. Um, you know, they – you know, we talked about football and uh, how great that is in our league. You know, and I think baseball might be just as good, if not better. When you sit there and you start thinking about all the national championships our league has been able to win on a baseball front. So, um, obviously, being, you know, the northernmost school, that could be a challenge, right? A lot of schools yeah. we're recruiting against have a little different weather than we do. But, uh, you know what? We I love the saying, we are UK and the Big Blue Nation because – it doesn't matter what part of the country we go to, you know, when you have the UK on your chest, people know. So whether I'm in the Pacific Northwest, I'm in Southern California, I'm in the Northeast, I'm in the Deep South or wherever, um, they know about the Big Blue Nation. And that, that UK logo is very recognizable. So, um, but, uh, you know, the biggest challenge would probably be recruiting against a lot of these schools that um, get a chance to play in a little warmer weather than maybe we do. Sure. And, you know, we generally think of football and basketball in December. But, Coach, the baseball team is busy right now, too. I mean, that you guys have some camps coming up, and that one of those is the Winter Wildcat Baseball School, which actually starts Saturday. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and, and your other camps that are upcoming? Yeah, you know what's kind of neat is, you know, obviously being here at UK is special, but um, I love the hashtag WeAreUK because – it just reminds us that it's about more than just UK baseball or another sport. It's about the University of Kentucky. So throughout the year, we do these camps, and let's face it, one way is we want to make money, right? Like, let's not try to run past that. But at the same time, too, it's to build relationships and give some of these kids opportunities to be on our facility and to be in our facility and play on the same field that our guys get to. So, yeah, this Saturday we have a camp that's uh, first through sixth graders, and um, we'll have – We'll have over 100 kids here, and it uh, looks like the weather's going to be in the low 50s. So yeah. to get on our field, which is turf, which yeah. is a little warmer than it is actually outside, but uh, we get them out there and we get a chance to do some drills and do some things with them. We'll talk to them about the importance of being a good student and being respectful to not only their parents and their coaches and their teachers, and we'll teach a lot of life lessons too. So um, those are always fun. Um, because we'll have some of our players even work it, so those guys will be able to do some autographs. And it's kind of neat to watch our guys interact with some of those children and just kind of teach them because I do believe that teaching is learning at a higher level. So we'll even have some of our guys back and be able to teach some of them, them little munchkins and, you know, obviously give back. Right. And, and that's very important to you too, you know, with your, your players. And one of the – one of the visions you have for the program is, is student, person, and player. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what that means to you? Yeah, sure, of course. You know, like this spring when our guys get back, the first thing they'll do is they'll go to class. They'll go to class in the mornings. And, um, you know, we need them to be good students there. And then, obviously, the person piece, we need them to be respectful to the rest of the students in their class and the people and make good decisions as people and then, Obviously, the player part's important, too. you got to have all three. And um, I just love that because that's how we try to develop them. And, you know, on our team, we've done really the last three years, we've had more players on the SEC academic counter roll than any school in our league. 
And uh, so that's been neat to be able to watch how our guys just have excelled and thrived there. And then private people have given back so much. Um, hey, just this semester alone, we've given over 550 hours of community service, just our players, that's this semester alone. So just the importance of giving back and serving. And then uh, I just believe if you have the student part in order, the person part in order, the player part always becomes easier. So we just want to keep growing them in those three areas. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's one thing I really do admire about you, Coachman Joan, is is that you lead by example. And I know you do a lot of mission work, and, and you, you you do lead by example. And I think that's that's one thing that really, you know, I do I personally admire about you and, uh, and and can't thank you enough for what how gracious you are to people and and uh, I think you're you're a perfect fit for Kentucky or anywhere you anywhere you go I think you'd be a perfect fit you're you're you know you're a good person and and uh, just do do a lot of good things uh, you know a lot of people out there may not be familiar with you and this is not actually your first stand at Kentucky uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and I know that uh, you work for another you actually were under another coach at Kentucky. I think that name's familiar too, and that would be John Cohen. Um, and of course, you spent some time at Mississippi State with him too. If you could name one thing also that you learned under Coach Cohen, what would that be? Well, I learned a lot. You yeah. know, I, I mentioned that this not being my first thing to write. I was the volunteer assistant coach here back in 2006, and you know, my first year. We happened to win the SEC for the first time in school history. And that's when I fell in love with Kentucky. And I saw, you know, we hosted our first regional ever. And uh, it was special. And I just saw how much the people cared. And they came out and supported our guys. And we had never done that before in baseball. And uh, that was a big deal. And believe it or not, I always told my wife that I would be the head coach here one day. I didn't know when. But uh, it happened a little quicker than I maybe anticipated. So I was thankful for Mitch Barnhart for this opportunity. But, um, yeah, John Cohen, he was the head coach here, and he hired me. And he uh, ended up going down to Mississippi State eventually, and I ended up going down there with him and did his volunteer assistant and his recruiting coordinator and, you know, obviously got this position, as I said, because uh, thankfully for Mitch Barnhart and Dr. Capilouto. But, um, yeah, John Cohen, I learned a lot. And you know what? Each day I go – we spent over a decade together, and baseball coaches, we spent a lot of time together. Yep. Our season's long. As you know, we play 56 regular season games. That doesn't include the postseason. And it's just a very, very long season. And you just spend a lot of time with the group of men you coach with. But uh, he learned a lot. And, you know, one thing I learned from him is his brain that just never stopped. It was always going. And it was trying to advance our program in every way possible, whether it be recruiting-wise, whether it be – with our, our season ticket campaign or it would be with, you know, our facilities or whatever it may be. He was just constantly trying to advance our program. And um, that laid out a lasting impression on me. And um, it's carried over with me to this day. That's good. And, and, and you're right. If, if people aren't familiar, I don't think there's a tougher grind in, in any sport. Mm. It, mm. You know, football may be the exception. There's a lot of time spent there, too. The baseball, I mean, when you include practices and, and everything that goes into a baseball season, it's incredible the time it's, that's put into it. And speaking of that, you guys have a tough schedule for 2020, and I'm sure you guys, I, I know you're not going to back away from it, and I know you guys are going to go after it hard, but 31 games against teams that made the 2019 NCAA tournament, 
and 11 of those teams went to the College World Series. So you definitely have a tough schedule here. Yeah, you know what? I just believe that's how you get better. And uh, you play good teams. And um, I believe we're a good team. I just think that's how, that's how you get better. And I want to play against the best teams. And I want to see where we stack up and, and uh, be able to go from there and evaluate. Because, you know what? I do. I want to win a national championship here. And I believe we can, and I believe we will. And uh, the only way to do that, I believe, is to play a really, a really, really good competitive schedule. And we definitely have that again. We definitely have that again. Yeah. And, you know, and you were speaking a little bit about that, too. You mentioned it that, you know, last year was a little little bit off from, from the past couple seasons. But, you know, that, that's just the normal peaks and valleys of, of a team. And, you know, it's constant recruiting and, and, and the influx of players that you bring in and what, what exit and, and you know, once they're successful and leave the program, it's it's just a constant rebuilding process, and that that's in any sport. But I know I know you guys have a bright future, and you've got some definitely got has some good recruits coming in, and uh, but uh, you know, of course, this is a, a basketball program. But you know, we definitely wanted you. We 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 earmarked you, and, and definitely wanted to have you on the program. But I can't let you get out of here, Coach, without asking without asking a little bit about Ben Jordan. And, uh, you know, we were going to come to that. Uh, you know, of course, everyone in Kentucky knows about Ben and they and knows that uh, he joined the Wildcats basketball team. One of the things that was asked was, what transpired between you and Coach Calipari? How did those conversations go, if you even had any? And what were your reservations, if you had any? I know that you've been behind Ben 100% and, and, and welcomed this opportunity for him. But did you have any – reservations with the injuries or anything like that? I mean, you have to be thinking about next year, too. Yeah, no, sure. And I think all those are perfectly natural to even have those thoughts. But you know what? Like in baseball right now, when this opportunity arose and, and Cal and I spoke, you know, we were winding down in our baseball season. So we were in a phase, as you guys know, Ben's a right-handed pitcher, and um, he was – to the point where he was really close to being able to shut down his throwing. So really the only thing he had from a baseball standpoint is because he's been able to wear and tear for a pitcher. Ben went out and had a wonderful summer pitch for us this fall, but he needed a break. And um, so really it was just strength and conditioning this time of year. So when Ben and I met and we spoke, one of the things I told him, I just said, hey, look, you're going to have an opportunity to spend time with the Hall of Fame coach. Like that experience for you to get down there and bang in with those guys and Nick and EJ and all these guys, Dave, and to get in there and do that and to be around the Hall of Fame coach. And you know what? I think you guys know this, but Cal surrounded himself with some amazing coaches as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So to be around them and have that opportunity, that was more, that would be a better experience than we could give them. We were going to really just spend time with him in the weight room and do conditioning. Well, what better way to do that than get that with basketball? So, uh, just a unique opportunity for him, and um, I just knew that it would make Ben better. I knew it would make him tougher. I knew it would make him uh, more intelligent. I think he would see baseball from a different perspective, and I just love the fact that when he stands on the mound this spring for us, in front of five, six, seven, eight thousand people, having stepped in an arena like Rupp Arena, where you have over twenty thousand people, right. it just it would only help him, and. Um, I'm glad he's had this opportunity, and he's really grown, and I know he's gotten definitely gotten in better shape. Yes. He's just a coach. 
I've lost some weight. It'll take it off you, but I, I feel great. And he's strong and he's doing well. And I'm just thankful that he's had this opportunity to be with a Hall of Fame coach like Cal. Yeah, I think it's great. And, and you know, we don't have a lot of, you know, two-way sports athletes at, at Kentucky. It's kind of a rare thing anymore these days. But, but Ben definitely has a lot to offer. And, you know, I know Cal Perry was, was in a position he needed some players. Coach, I, I want to thank you for being on Kentucky Basketball Across the Bluegrass with Benny and Lee today. As always, it's a real pleasure speaking with you. I know you're busy. I'm going to let you get out of here. But we definitely want to wish you, Chris and Reeves, and all your family a Merry Christmas and lots of luck in your upcoming baseball season. It's going to be here before we know it. And <laughs> you're right about that. Thanks for having me on and appreciate all the, the good news and everything you're sharing about you know, not only Kentucky basketball, but UK in general, because as you know, it's a special place filled with special people. And uh, thank you for sharing all the good news about that. And, um, so Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you for having me on. And of course, go Cat. That, that's right. And if you guys out there listening, you can follow Coach Nickman Joan on Twitter. I know I do, and as, as several others do, uh, a lot of good things there. And definitely get out and support the baseball team this season. Uh, the upcoming season next year, and uh, I know you got a beautiful stadium to play in, and we're we're so glad to have you. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you again. Merry Christmas, go Cats. Thank you, Coach. So that was a real good interview with Coach Minjone, and you know he shared a lot of a lot of things there, and 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 I like hearing him, you know, say that about Cal and being a Hall of Fame coach, and. And, you know, I think uh, Nick McJones stays in this game long enough. He'll, he'll be a Hall of Fame coach, too, someday. Yeah, definitely got the right attitude. He's a very successful coach. Um, I've followed Nick for a while. I really I really enjoy listening to him. He's been on KSR. I've listened to him on there. He's a, he's a really an outstanding guy. Yeah, and I, you know, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to meet him down at Mississippi State and my, with my son and a baseball visit there and a few years ago, and uh, I, I was tickled to death when he took the job at Kentucky because he, he actually was directly involved with recruiting a really good friend of mine, his two sons that played at Kentucky, and that was Chad and uh, Brock Wright. And uh, so from here, little little West Paducah, Heath High School in West Paducah, Kentucky. So, uh, real good program there. And that was uh, high school Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Long that coached that group. And uh, Jimmy's a good friend of mine, too. And uh, I tell you, folks, you know, there's a lot of pride in Kentucky. And you get down into it at the high school level and, and even at the college level. And there's such a rich history in this state for sports and basketball, baseball, football, just. Just a great tradition, and uh, you know, and I think that's the uh, that's the message we're trying to send, and I know Benny is too, and and that's why we're here. We're we're trying to get get the religion back, as Benny says, into Kentucky basketball, and I don't I don't know it's ever really left. I know my I've been sitting in that pew every day of my life, and uh, and I'm going to keep on until they put me in the in the six feet in the ground, Benny. Uh, I'm just saying. My point in that is there used to be so many like me that I ran into every day, and it's like less and less. 
nowadays I run into people who are as crazy as I am about the, about the sport league sport in general, you know. I'm I'm here to continue football fan as well. I don't know the last game I missed with you football. I know it doesn't get the notoriety that basketball does, but anything I'm a Kentucky baseball fan. I'm I'm Kentucky volleyball fan, honestly. That doesn't mean I know about the sport, but anything and I'm rooting for win. And uh, that's the kind of fan I like, and by the way. I, I love guys that root for their school no matter what, you know. And gals. Yeah. Well. Right. And it's important, you know. And I mean, there, there's a the rich tradition. I'll tell you what, Miss Bornhart has done a good job at, at securing some really good coaches, and, and, and they've made some great hiring decisions. And Kentucky sports in general is on, on the right path. And, you know, I mean, you look at, the, I mean, even all the way to the cheerleading squad and, and all the national championships they've won. But uh, it, it, it's, he's done a great job, and he, he's got some really, really great coaches in place. And, you know, and, and of course, you think of Calipari and Stoops and Men Joan, and, but the list goes on and on. And, and, and even the, the women's coach, basketball coach, I mean, you – you just can't beat this group of people. I mean, they definitely are are doing some great things. And in Kentucky, I tell you what, you know, they're turning into contenders in, in the SEC in football, and, and I love it. I tell you what, it, it, it's a good time to be a Kentucky fan. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. There's guys there that like different teams, and I, you know, sometimes I give them give them a little crap about it, but it's it's all in good fun. I mean. I know you're a Michigan football fan. I got a, another really close friend that's a Michigan football fan. I give him crap about it, but I I don't mean any harm. It's just all in good fun. <laughs> yeah, and you know the funny thing is, you know, it's how you you raise it. You know, my dad was from Detroit, Michigan, and you know, and I grew up that way. And you know, I'd always liked Kentucky football too. So I mean, Kentucky always had a place. And I I used to I used to kid people, and. They said, "What what color do you bleed?" And I said, "Well, I, I bleed two colors of blue. I bleed I bleed the amazing blue in this arm, and I bleed Kentucky blue in this other arm." But uh, that was just during football season. But uh, no, it, it's just how you raise. But uh, I mean, first and foremost has always been Kentucky. And uh, but you know, it's funny. You know, you can gravitate towards champions, and you know, the days of Bo Schembechler, and, and that's when I was. Growing up, and it, it was just great. And you had those rivalries with Ohio State and Woody Hayes, and and the story about you know Woody Hayes was on a recruiting trip up in Michigan, and they ran out of gas on the highway, and Woody Hayes made his assistants get out and push the car across the state line from Michigan into Ohio State. And he said he wasn't going to spend a GD penny <laughs> in Michigan. So. You know, but those are the kind of stories, and, and, and that, that's what it was about, folks, rivalries. And, you know, and the, and the list goes on with Kentucky, especially Kentucky basketball. It's just amazing. And some of the stories with Adolph Rupp and Joby Hall and, and those days are just, just great, great stories and some great rivalries. And, and that's why there's some animosity. When, when you're a winner, you, you know, there's animosity from the other fan bases, and and, and Rupp and Kentucky created some of that with just some of the lopsided wins, and that was just, you know, Adolph Rupp's relentless style of basketball. Yeah, speaking of rivalries, <clears throat> excuse me, what do you, uh, 
What are you looking at in this bluegrass rivalry coming up? What are you? What's your predictions? What's your thoughts? I mean, you've seen how we play. You've seen how they play. <laughs> what are you thinking? I think, you know, it's funny, Benny, because, you know, it's just like anything else. It, this game, and, you know, really, how many Kentucky, actually Kentucky natives do you have on this team? So you've got Ben Jordan, and, and you know, you don't have a lot of real true Kentucky natives, and I'm not really sure about Louisville. I think they've got a couple kids. But, you know, uh, it's still Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, the outside is going to get into these kids, and, and – they realize what this is about. They see the people. They hear the people when they're out. And, you know, I think it's going to be a really good game. And, and no different than, you know, any team that plays Kentucky is going to bring their A game like we spoke about earlier in the show. But, you know, Kentucky's going to bring their A game too. And I really expect it, I expect it to be a great game. I think it's going to be a grind you know, a lot of it's going to come down to, to everything we've talked about tonight, and that is Kentucky's inside play, and we've got to have it. Either Nick or EJ or both are going to have to step up in this game, and they're going to give Nick some time to pick and pop, and, and they're going to take that load off him, too. He can't do it by himself either, and our guards are going to play good. I think I think you can count on Havens to get his, and, and, and I think Maxie's there, too, and I, I look for quickly to have a good game. I, I really think, you know, the games have been low scoring. and But I think Kentucky pulls this one out. And I think, the, to me, the final score will be 65 to 57 Kentucky. And I think it'll be another <laughs> low scoring game. But I was I, thinking I really 65 think 58 is the number I had in my head. So we're thinking no, like on Wow. And that's something. Yeah. I mean, but. You know, it, it's going to be a good game. I just think that, you know, and that can change. I mean, guys, we're just making – we're shooting a prediction out there. And uh, – but, you know, I'm like you, Benny. I don't like this new three-point distance. I, I think it has changed the game. To me, it's made the game boring. Uh, there's too many missed shots, and, and maybe it's the right way to go. But to me, I'm not a big fan of it right now. And, you know, I think eventually these we kids got are going to get you. Coming in. Let's see what we got here. Oh, good. good. Welcome to Kentucky Basketball Across the Bluegrass with Ben Lee. What do you got? Hey, fellas. First time listening to you guys. Hey, thanks, thanks for, listening. for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah, um, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed your show. Um, you know, one of the things that gets me about this team, though, um, is that – you know, that lack of uh, aggressiveness. And I wonder, like, you see, you guys follow Rex Chapman probably on Twitter. Yeah. You know how he, like, retweets that the NBA in the 80s all the time? Like, there's, like, that video where it's just the guy's just fighting. And, uh, yeah. I feel like if Cal should sit the boys down, <laughs> show him that, and maybe show him DeMarcus Cousins against Louisville. That first yeah. time, you know, and just like this is like the fight that you need, you know, because I feel like that's what's lacking from the, these guys. It's, they make fouls, but they're just like silly fouls and yeah. um, aggressive. And yeah, they need more and, of that. Yeah, if you listen to, I think it was a couple podcasts back that we were kind of discussing this and. 
you know, and one of the one of the things I see is, you know, these kids all come from AAU, and, and they play on some high profile teams and summer leagues and everything. And you know, and it may have been last week we talked about this, Ben. You remember? And we were just talking about, you know, going to a local high school game, and you could go to a couple, you know, small counties or just a local high school game. It's single A, double A, it doesn't matter. But you you go to these games and. And watch these teams play, and, man, these kids go after it. And then, you know, and I've been to some of these higher-profile tournaments like the Marshall County Hoops Fest and the, the Mustang Madness. And I'm telling you, they these teams, they they don't play defense. They, it's, it's more of an offensive showcase. And I think that's where a lot of this toughness is lost. And I don't think these kids know how to get after it on defense and, and be aggressive and be tough because – you know, I think these AAU coaches are, you know, it's all about the offense and, and just it, it's more of a run-and-gun style game, and it's not. there's not a lot of defense. You know what I mean? Well, I think a lot of it is a mindset toughness. I know that sounds crazy, but, like, P.J. had it. I mean, he's just that – Reed had it, which Reed had it physically too. Reed was physically dominating as far as strength. But, but you know, Nick and, and E.J. don't seem to have that mindset where they want to. No want to go Nothing, you know man. they want to run it through was. a wall and that's what you gotta have yeah well you, exactly i mean go back to scale of this year i mean there you go it's that like are you gonna throw with another guy if, you know like like demarcus did yeah just, right i mean just I mean, look at scale of this year. yeah it is it's, it's, it's a total mindset and you know i think just a lot of these kids have it easy and i don't you know, I know as a coach, and, and I coached youth leagues for years, and, you know, defense was one of the first things we focused on, and, and we built offense around that. And you, you had to be tough. You had to want to play defense, and you had to get after it to be on the court. Exactly. That's that's the thing. You know, if you go in there with that aggression and you're the aggressor, then they're going to back up a little bit. But if, if you're the one that's back up and that's where the problem is and and you have to, yeah. to show that fake it till you make it you know what i'm saying i mean if you don't right. do that, fake it till you make it yeah man i'm gonna i'm gonna have a lot of moms and probably churches call on me call in on me on this one but and i'm not trying to slide it folks it's a good thing but but you know the first year you know they said something about upward basketball and my son went and when they when they made him sit out of the game because he was being too aggressive. He looked at me and said, Dad, I don't want to play this. This is not even any fun. So uh. it, 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 it wasn't it wasn't that level, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But but anyway, but but that's what I'm talking about. And I think that's what you're you're saying too. And but these kids I, I don't know you can teach that aggression. Okay. You know, the only you know, the only way you're gonna be able to affect the kid is with his playing time and but you know yeah. I think once they get to this level and they come to Kentucky, I don't know if it's too late to teach them that. Why is your hair? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. It seems like we, I, I keep bringing back, going back to Cousins, you know, but it seems to be said of Bledsoe or um, oh, man. John, you know, they, they just, yeah. Oh, they were and, tough, man. Yeah, I mean, they were tough. I mean, absolutely. Well, there ain't any of those guys any tougher than Ashton Hagens. The problem is not, you know, we have some toughness. Ashton Hagens is as tough as nails. 
but he needs mm-hmm. he needs some help. That's my opinion on this squad. And I was hoping it might be Keon Brooks, but it seemed like he took a step backwards in the uh, Ohio State game, and it seemed like, you know, and I thought Whitney would be a physical presence, but he's he's not developed the way I thought he would. And there, there's a couple guys that just hadn't lived up to the hype yet, and who knows, they may turn the corner soon, and we, we may be, you know, all singing the praises here really quickly. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it, I agree. Like, Keon and Khalil, like, they seem like they're deer in headlights out on the court. Like, maybe, yeah. like, they're they're so in their head with what they've learned since they got to UK that they just – it's not – the game isn't slowing down for them yet. No, and, and you know, there's a, that's a big step, too. It doesn't matter what level you play at in AAU or anything – well, when they come to Kentucky, I mean, that's the biggest stage of all. And I think you're right. I think that I definitely see the deer in the headlights look. And I don't know that that's still just not being used to playing in, in, in Rupp Arena and the, and the crowds they're playing in front of and, you know, just the competition level. And, I mean, you go from, uh, you know, they can say what they want about going from college to NBA, but I tell you what, going from high school to college, I mean, it's, you know, it's boys to men there too. And, I just think that they have some problems with some of the physicality and the size of these kids, and I think that's what we're seeing with Whitney. I think that he just he's thin and he's real thin, and you know, if you go up against these bodies, I'm telling you, you're you're feeling it the next day. And I don't I don't the Kentucky practices are tough and everything, but it's it's there's still a big difference in game to game, and I, I think that the physicality wears on these kids and it makes them a little bit gun shy. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I remember a year ago, right before the Louisville game, I I can't remember what results we had, but I remember going into that game thinking, oh, no, we're in a lot of trouble. But then the boys stepped up and blew them out of the water. That was a Randall year, I believe. I think that's – I thought they were in a lot of trouble the year because the Twins and and Randall, they kind of struggled. And then the next thing you know, they're just – they're Man. just whooping the crap out of Louisville, and, and they struggled all the way up to the SEC tournament that year, and they finally caught fire, and, and that's what, kind of what I'm hoping this team does. They'll catch fire eventually, hopefully, and they'll take off, and we'll all be singing the <laughs> praises of John Calipari once again and how great he is. <laughs> Who's our and I remember that game, and, and you're right. I mean, man, we had Lamb and Randall, and, yeah, I mean, I think Kentucky, they went in that game, and, we started. We matched up a little really well, and I, I think that's what we're going to see this year too. Because, and I think we saw it in the Ohio State game yesterday. Kentucky athletically can match up. It, it's just what the kids do on the court. And I mean, you know, don't take anything away from from the effort because we held Ohio State down in points. I mean, I think the score we were definitely in position that we could have won the game. And and it wasn't a great game. I mean, Nick and EJ didn't play very well at all, and, and really Brooks and Whitney either. But, you know, you get any two of those kids playing, I mean, it's going to change Kentucky. It's going to be a different outcome of a lot of these games. It's just getting those kids to that point to where, you know, it's going to click. And and you made a great point in, in, with Whitney and, and Brooks is the deer in the headlights, you know, the good thing about that is they're going to figure it out, and the game is going to slow down for them. And when it does, they're going to be popping. And but 
you know, I, I'm, the jury's still out, and, and I tell you what, I'm, I'm really concerned about EJ and Nick right now. I, I really got some concerns there with Brooks and Whitney. No, I think those guys are going to be good. It, it's just figuring out the game and, and it's going down for them. And whether it takes a year, another year after this year, you know, so be it. But, but I am concerned about Richards and, and EJ. I, I do have some genuine concerns there. And we really, like I say, we really appreciate you calling in. We hope you call us back. Uh, we're, we do this every uh, Sunday, 6 to 7.30, so feel free to call us anytime. We, we'd love to talk to you. And I think you're you're dead on this one. I think toughness right now is the main issue, I think, just toughness in general. Hey, All right, well, who are we talking to? listening to y'all. Who are we talking to, guys? Who, who are you? What's your name? My name's David. David, hey, I, I hear some kids Hi, in the background. I'm sure, sure oh, Santa yeah, Claus is getting ready to come film this week. It's, it's Rambunctious, Rambunctious House we live in. We have a bunch of kids. Hey, they're all yelling, man, screaming. Man, that's the best kind of house, and I'm sure Santa's <laughs> going to be coming seeing them uh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Well, I appreciate right, it. Thanks a lot. Talk to you. Thank later. you for calling. Merry Christmas. I uh, that's that, he hit a good point there, and I think we'd talked about it before. But that's the main issue with our bigs, <laughs> honestly, right now. Yeah, yeah. I guess Cal Perry calls it fight. I call it toughness. It's the same difference. You just got to get in there and, and go after it. I mean, it's energy. I, yeah, it, it being it drives me crazy because I just don't I don't understand it. I don't know what. Yeah, he did have a great point, and, and I just. You know, I get it. and I don't know. I, I just don't know what it takes. I tell you what, I mean, you know, and I'm not going to kid you. There, there were games I was, I'd get knocked around and, and pushed around and beat on. and uh, But you know what? It just made me step it up. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I guess some kids just back down. And I don't know. I don't know what makes it quick. But I tell you what, I, I knew if I didn't stay on the, on the gas pedal and, and – and and hit right back or go right at them, you know, I'd be on the bench. So, it, it, exactly. I don't know. It just, it's very frustrating, you know, to sit back and watch these kids, and, and I don't. it just doesn't make sense, you know. Well, in all levels of sports, you have guys that walk in and they command that place, you know, and that's kind of what these guys are missing. Like when Cousins was there, he was going to hit you in the mouth. If he needed to hit you in the mouth, he was going <laughs> to show you. Man, and that's what that's what's lacking in my opinion, and not necessarily a bad thing. It's just we need a little different from him than what he's given as far as Nick Richards. He needs to become, and I don't know if a person can change their personality where they're that way, but basically he can become that way without talking, just playing harder. Yeah. That to me, that's it. Yeah. When you fly by guys and they're like, "Wow, what's he doing?" <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you're right, and I tell you what, I mean, I'm a big believer in you play with your mind and your body. You don't you don't play with your mouth, and you know it, you don't have to talk to anybody. Just just play and, and put it on. And but I, I tell you what, and it, this you know we talked about this before the show today, Benny, and and, and it's a good point too. And I'm gonna bring this guy up because I tell you what, you talk about a guy that that wasn't the most talented player on the on the team by far, and. Uh, but man, did the guy have fight? And I mean, and had a nickname, Jorts of all things. <laughs> yeah. 
Josh That's Carroll, what this team needs. And, I mean, man, you think about what that kid did. I mean, the Sullinger slapping that ball off Sullinger's chest. I mean, and, and um, you know, hey, he stood right there, and I'm telling you right now, Harrelson, hey, that guy had fight. And, and you what he what did, you want to say when he bounced that ball off his chest, Sollinger backed up and wasn't the same after yeah, that. Because, no, he wasn't. No. Because exactly. it, it, he intimidated him, and that's what I'm talking about when I say sometimes you got to be a little crazy. I mean, yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, if your guy is a better athlete than you and a better player, sometimes you got to scare him a little bit. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Just go after him. It's like you don't care. Like yeah. you don't care to hurt yourself if you have to. <laughs> no, get in his head. You know, you got to get in his head. And I'll tell you, folks, it, basketball. There's a lot of it between the ears, and, and you get in a guy's head, and, and he's done. And you're right, Benny Sollinger was not the same. I mean, he was done. He he didn't even know what to do. And and I and I remember Harrelson's. You know, the stare in Harrelson's eyes was. It looked like a the. The closest thing I saw to that was Jack Nicholson in The Shining. And I Sollinger <laughs> didn't want any part of Harrelson after that. You know and I, mean? I was I was down after that as well because I was at a sports bar in Manchester, Kentucky, and I was about 12 in, and I'm going to tell you, I was hooting in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. It was a great moment, you know, for Kentucky, and that was a good Ohio State team then. And But, you know, we're not seeing it with these kids, and – I think the closest one we're going to sit with is Nate Suspina, and he just kind of has that kind of that bruiser mentality. He's a bruiser and a banger. And, and if you're a basketball fanatic, you know, you love the guys that bang and bruise inside. I, I do. I always did. And, you know, I'll think back to Dan Issel and Rudy Tomjanovich and guys like that, man. They got in there and played, folks. And I'll tell you what, if you didn't get a tooth knocked out, you were lucky because these guys were elbows and they were into it. And I mean, they, they were flailing and flying and, but I'll tell you what, they were tough and, and nobody can ever question their metal and their toughness. Yeah, I agree. And I'd like to see Nate at the five a little bit. I know it's, they, they want him shooting that, but but just a little, you know, I, cause I just think you gotta Me have too. that. That Me toughness. Too. I, I sometimes. Think you got, yeah. Gotta have it. He, he, I mean, got yeah. I mean, he's got the body for it, and you're right. I mean, I, I want to see it, too. I mean, I want to see Cal say, hey, this is our space. We're coming in, and, you know, just dare the team to stop you. And I just think that's what – I think Nick could be there, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just can't figure that out. But I think Sustina's the guy, and I really do think he's the guy. But he's is, vertically challenged somewhat. He had some shots plucked yesterday against Ohio State, but he's got a big body. He's just got to create space. but. I'd love to see him start pounding the ball inside of him some, too. And, guys, we, well, like I say, we do this every week for y'all. We we don't make anything off this, and we don't care. It's uh, The number is 516-531-9474, and we'd like you to call. I mean, I know sometimes you, a lot of a lot of people have told me they're a little scared to call in, but don't be scared. It's just like talking basketball with us on Twitter. Just come on and tell us what you think, and uh, let us know, because that's, that's how we, we love to talk about this. Stuff and we're not it, you know. We claim to be experts, but we're not. <laughs> no, I mean we're just Kentucky natives, just good old boys, and just talking Kentucky basketball. And that's what we do, and we we love it. And this is our way of sharing it with you all, and, and kind of just 
enjoying it for ourselves. And Benny and I, if nothing else, would just be on the phone talking about it for an hour and a half. But we just decided that, you know, Benny said, hey, let's share with with Big Blue Nation. And, and we are, and, and we enjoy it, and, and we do. We love your calls. And don't feel intimidated, and it, it's, it's no big thing. It's just like talking on the phone. And uh, we'd like to hear your opinions and your thoughts, and good or bad. We, we we listen to anything and, and we kind of give you our advice, our thoughts, and we might agree with you and we might disagree. But at the end of the day, we're all part of one big family, and that's Big Blue Nation. That's exactly right. And I forgot to ask David the, uh, to answer our poll question. Did he think Calipari would get him there? But, you know, I, I just forgot. I'll apologize. <laughs> you know, and, and back to that question, Benny, it's a great question. And, you know, we really never know. And, I tell you, every year, and I pick my in bracketology, and I pick my bracket. You know, I've got Kentucky going there, and I mean, it, you can flip a coin. It just really a lot of times it's what Kentucky team shows up, who shows up, what referees are calling the game. I mean, it, it, what team are they playing? Who gets hot on that team? There's just so many intangibles that go into winning a basketball game, especially winning a championship. It, it's a big thing, and. You know, they don't grow them on trees, folks, and that's why Kentucky's only only has eight. And, uh, but, I mean, if, if we had it our way, we'd have every one of them. But, and, and trust me, Kentucky's had the opportunity to win a whole lot more than just those eight. And, you know, it, you can go back in history. and But it, it's just that's what makes the game fun. You can't tell. But, you know, this team, the jury's out for me on it. There's a lot of things that have to happen for this team to win it. And uh, But I really believe in March, you know, we're going to see, see a better team. And I think they've got the potential. I think that there's not a real dominant team in college basketball this year. And I think that's one thing that's going to work in Kentucky's advantage. But it's how Cal can get them prepared and how he can get them to that level. Can he get them to that level? And right now, it, it it doesn't look like they're getting there, you know. And but it's a few. And Kentucky's got to get stronger inside. Period. And we've got to get an inside presence. We've got to get a dominant big man. We I'll take two. And if we get two, it'd be even better. But we've got to have somebody that that takes that inside, takes that game over, says, "I want the ball. You're not going to get a shot off on me." And, and who is it going to be? Is it going to be Nick? Is it going to be EJ? Is it going to be Nate Sestina? We don't know yet. Well, one thing I promised myself after the 2014 season, I think it was, sometimes the years just run together, but when when they struggled all year and they went down to South Carolina and lost the last game of the SEC, and Aaron Harrison looked into that camera and he, he, he said, it's going to be a great story, folks. He said, you may not believe that, but we believe it. We have confidence in ourselves. It's going to be a great story when it's all said and done. And that's yeah. probably my favorite tournament run of all time. No, we didn't finish the deal. The most exciting tournament I've ever watched. The most game-winning shots. I mean, I think I had four heart attacks that year. And I enjoyed every yeah. minute. And I, to this day, and I've been around a long time, folks, it's my favorite championship run ever. And they didn't even finish the deal. It was just fun to watch. And I'm not going to give up on this team either. I'm telling you. I mean, I don't see things that I like right now. But I man, I thought we were awful that year. How could we have this much talent and not be any better than this? And it's about, you know, it's a, about chemistry. It's about so many different things. It's about 
eliminating mistakes on defense. And Calipari's good at doing that, but some teams take a little longer than others. And we're not that far along here, folks. We're really not. So we've got time, and we need we need to develop another score. And Maxie probably will end up being that guy. It, it's honestly, he's probably got it in him. He's definitely got it in him. We've seen it once. So if we can just be patient, I think we'll get what we want. And I don't, you know, we we brought this up a couple of times, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm looking ahead to next year. But I can't not wait to see that class. And I think everybody's going to forget about Cal Perry supposedly losing it and recruiting when they see this class coming in next year. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's a, when it's said all and done, it might be his best class ever. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with looking ahead, Benny. We all do. I think, you know, Big Blue Nation, I mean, we're always excited. And, and, and you know, I think some people perceive it as, Right off the season, and we don't. But hey, it's Kentucky basketball. And we embrace all of it. We, we embrace the past. We embrace the the present and the future. And we're kind of like the uh, the Ebenezer Scrooge. I mean, we're going to get the past, present, future. So yeah, I hope it's not in a ghost, but a ghost of Adolf Rupp or something. You know, maybe. But you know, but uh, but seriously though, we embrace it all, and, and it's going to be a fun class. And 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 I and I can't wait to see this class grow. And, and Benny touched on it. Chemistry. I mean, chemistry is huge. And you know, I'm gonna tell you the, the the sad thing with this team this year is when you talk about chemistry. So we're bringing back three kids and really two sophomores, Ashton Higgins and Emmanuel Quickly and, and EJ. So there's three sophomores, and then Nick Richards is a junior. And to me, you know. They've got some chemistry, but when you really look back on it, Ashton and Quickly weren't in the game a lot at the same time last year. There were periods, but, you know, and Nick and EJ, you know, just kind of limited minutes somewhat for EJ. And so I just don't think that they have chemistry, but they don't have court chemistry. And I think there's a big difference there. And I think these kids trust each other and they play for one another, but court chemistry is huge. And and you go back to what you were saying, Benny, and you think about the Harrison twins, and that team was pretty well intact in when they came back that year. And uh, so there's court chemistry, and I just don't think this team has it yet, and I think that's the key. And once they figure out the court chemistry, they're going to be okay. Exactly. And if you think back to that year, now you tell me, I was probably one of the few people in the world that said that they're still going to have a good year after that loss at South Carolina. That was the end of the year. Uh, what did you think? <laughs> I mean, everybody I talked to thought they were going down first round in double And when I seen that draw and I seen that Wichita State, I thought, that's as good as getting a one seed because we'll beat them. <laughs> yeah. And Wichita State was a good team that year. They were undefeated, weren't they? Yeah, that was the yeah that was uh, Baker and I can't think of the other guard. They had the two guards, but one of them was Baker. Man, man, those guys were lights out. And uh, yeah, they they were undefeated. Van Fleet, Fred yeah, Van Fleet. Yep, they had Van Fleet, and they had that other kid. What was his name on the wing? Ron Baker. Ron Baker. And all yeah, there, the other guy. guy. It was really yeah, good. The wing. But, yeah, yeah. Can't remember his name, but that was a good team. I'm telling you, they were a really good team. And I, I think it'll kind of be a simpler passage. We'll do all right. But like I said, next year's going to be a different story, I'm telling you. And I don't mean to – I'm not trying to make a lot of this year's team. I want them to win the whole thing. I hope they do. 
And I think they're capable of doing it. I just think it's going to be a little bit hard for them to get there unless somebody develops scoring-wise, but we'll see. But, uh, you know, like I say, next year I think it's going to be a night and day difference in the offense because they're going to have so many more options. And it's it's going to be fun to watch. They might struggle early because they're going to be really young because I'd say Nick, EJ, both are gone. Uh, from what, everything I've heard, they had to beg those guys pretty much to come back this year, and they're they're out of here regardless of what happens. But we'll see. And we need a couple more big guys in that class. But like I say, I'm pretty confident in Amarui, and I, I've i actually heard some rumblings, and I don't know. I don't know anything. Like I say, this is all from reading articles and listening to recruiting analysts. That It's possible Kaminga re- reclassification to Kentucky. That would be awesome. And, and they could use him for sure, and that would be a big get for Kentucky and Cal. And, you know, no matter what happens, I mean, you know, Cal's going to always put the best team he has out on the floor, and no exception this year. And, and you know, folks, and that's just kind of like the, you know, we were talking to Coach Nickman Joan earlier, the baseball coach for Kentucky, and, you know, there's peaks and valleys, and even Cal Perry has peaks and valleys. And, it's always a new challenge for him every year because he's bringing in new kids and new talent, and and they're learning the system and they're learning to play together. And but so it, it, it's it's a challenge. And but Cal's gonna give it his best, and, and we're gonna be there to support him, and and we always will. And you know I agree with Benny, and and I'm the same way. I, I feel the same way. Is that you know I hope Coach Cal is there until he retires, and I don't think there's a better fit for Kentucky basketball. And like you said, Benny, if anybody thinks he's lost his edge recruiting, wait till next year. And uh, you know, and there's no no knock against this year's class, last year's class either. I mean, he he's constantly pulling in some good kids. And and I know that you hear that a lot. Wait till next year. And I know a lot of people are tired of hearing that, and I get that. But this one's different. <laughs> Trust yeah, me, it is. This is not it your is. normal wait till next year. So. And folks, this is our last podcast for uh, before Christmas, and uh, we've got Christmas looming Wednesday, and and we want everybody out there, all our listeners and our friends on Twitter, and everybody that follows us to uh, have a very safe and magical, wonderful holiday. And if you're traveling, please travel safe. and And we do appreciate you listening and and like your comments on Twitter. And we still have a minute. I mean, I think somebody could get a quick call in and. And I hope we get somebody. I don't know. But if you're listening, give us a quick call. We, we'd like to talk to you. We've got a couple minutes left. Yeah, if you don't call in, I'm going to make Lee sing some Christmas carols on the on the air here. And uh, uh, we'll see how. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but, yeah, but, yeah, you know, I could have, I could have, when we started a show off with that, I could have, my Christmas present would have been Kentucky 2-0 and in Vegas. But, you know, it turned around the other way. And, Hey, let's go get this win in, at Louisville against Louisville folks, and uh, and that's a big one. And I want state bragging rights still. I don't want to give that back to Louisville right now. And so anybody for L's down, just just give us a shout out on Twitter because I'm all for it. I, I want to see those L's stay down. Yeah, and you know I, they cried so much in football. I know it's just it's going to be so fun if we win a basketball game as well. And uh, yeah, I, I hope it. Yeah. Maybe we can beat them by fifty as well. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. Uh, I tell you what, 
And, and I'd love to see Kentucky's baseball get uh, Louisville's number this year too, because they, you know, they always have a good baseball program. So that would be the proverbial sweep right there, and that would be sweet. But hey, let's start with this basketball. Football got theirs. Let's, let's get Cal and, and company to get theirs, and and then we'll next spring we'll be looking for the baseball sweep, and we'll just get all three. Yeah, no kidding. And 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 like I was telling Lee. Making fun of me when we were discussing the show before the show. Uh, don't pay any attention to my tweets that, that late at night in a UK game. Uh, I had a little bourbon that day. <laughs> I was gonna say, Benny, you, you were twelve. You were twelve in uh, at that one game. So yeah, and, and we had fun, folks. We're 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 the real deal. We we're not anything special. We put our pants on the same way as everybody else, and uh, we have a good time doing this. And, Benny, I learned a long time ago. Me too. I, I get a little crazy too on there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't play a lot of mindset sometimes. And if you start seeing me use cuss words or swear words on there, it, you know, just just know I've had me a couple IPAs or something. And uh, <laughs> but hey, it's all I a good. I try not to do that. that. I don't know if I did or not, but I was. I thought the sky was falling after we lost the Ohio State there for a few minutes. <laughs> it's easy, folks. I tell you. Hey, that Vinny is just we we're miserable in in Kentucky losses, man. I mean, it, it's tough, and you know, Cal takes a forty-eight hour hiatus, and you know, I've had to do that from Twitter too. I just don't even want to talk about it, discuss it, and it, Kentucky losses are painful. And anybody that loves Kentucky basketball or any of the sports, if you follow anything, but to me, Kentucky basketball losses, man, they're they're just they hurt, and I, I don't like them. And, but you know, the older I've gotten, I've gotten a little softer. And but anyway, we're all on the Thanks. same team, and and that's what matters. Well, I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year out there. Because I don't, I don't know, will we be back before New Year's? I didn't even look at the calendar. Well, either way, Happy New Year's and uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. And uh, go Cats! Let's get big win. Good night, Big Blue Nation. Merry Christmas and go Cats. Thanks for listening.